Well, we made it. Another August is in the books. Another dirty August has come and gone. August 2016. August is traditionally a tough month in the world of wildland fire. Lots of folks committed, lots of fire. It's historically a particularly dangerous month. Maybe that's why some folks call it Dirty August. And August 2016 will go down as another tough August. Perhaps the toughest day of August 2016 was the 13th when Justin Beebe was killed on Division Alpha of the Strawberry Fire in Great Basin National Park in eastern Nevada. Justin uh, was a member of the Lolo Interagency Hotshot crew, and he and the rest of Lolo were assigned to Division Alpha on the Strawberry Fire uh, when, at about 1600, the tree that Justin was cutting struck him. Uh, There's an interagency learning review team that's currently taking a look at what happened on that fire on that division, on that afternoon. In the meantime, we've got a bunch of folks in our thoughts and prayers. Justin's parents, Betsy and Sheldon. Justin's fiance, Jennifer. The Lolo Interagency Hotshot crew. And the folks on the Strawberry Fire who all worked so hard to save Justin on the late afternoon of August 13th. On that somber note, this is the Wildland Fire Lessons Learned Center podcast. I'm Alex Victoria field operations specialist here at the Wildland Fire Lessons Learn Center. And today I'm going to be talking with Travis Dotson, who's the center analyst here at the Lessons Learn Center, about some of the big lessons so far from fire season 2016. So I've got the interagency, what do we call it, the National Interagency Coordination SIT report open today for the 21st of September. And uh, of 2016. Of 2016, thank you. And, uh, you know, it seems like fire season kind of just, you know, hit the wall a couple weeks ago maybe, and we're suddenly down to preparedness level two. You know, we don't have uh, as many fires going as we have had in previous years at this time, but we've still got a bunch of fires on the SIT report, a bunch of teams out, and, again, according to some of the handy info here on the SIT report, you know, we've still got almost 6,500 folks out there on the ground committed to fires 130 crews over 400 engines 65 helicopters and and they're working um uh, more than half a million acres uh it's that's currently uh, uncontained uncontrolled right now so with that we wanted to get w- with y'all and give you a few lessons some of the some of the data that travis dotson here has got um from 2016 thus far and uh We'll give you some of the trends, some of the things that we're noticing, and then a few things to think about because uh, fire season's not over. Um, as we get into October here, it's likely to pick up again, especially in California with the uh, seasonal winds and so on. So, Travis, what do you got from lessons from 2016 thus far? Um, well, maybe I'll start with some numbers before lessons. I make, I make a big distinction between... <laughs> data and lessons and uh um yeah that that whole uh debate or whatever um so we're we have more reports right now than we did all of for the whole year last year okay and and we typically it we typically continue to get reports through september uh, and then it dies off pretty drastically, but it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, there's 
there's a lot of people doing work right through December. Mm-hmm. And so I would expect that we're going to continue to see it. So anyway, we've got more reports. Again, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Does that mean more stuff's happening? Or our culture's changing and we're reporting more? Right. Uh, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Sure. Is there such a thing as too many reports? Right. <laughs> for me, for numbers, there's not. I like having the data. Now, whether or not each of those reports has a useful lesson, uh, cumulatively, I think eventually there is. Sure. And so, anyway, um, so we've got a lot of uh, a lot of numbers. We're we're tracking with uh, with just about every year we have, which is driving is always the top. Um, and then chainsaw ops is in there. Um, last year PT was way up there and, okay. and, and we're tracking on that. I guess we can get to one of the lessons here right now. Um, rhabdomyolysis continues to be a, a concern mm-hmm. this year. We had four cases of rhabdo in four days mm-hmm. in May, mm-hmm. May 2nd through 5th. Mm-hmm. We had four cases of rhabdo and they were all involved with you know like what what would those dates mean i mean of course you know right what yeah what's going on in early may yeah (laughs) critical training right exactly coming on we're turning crews back on for the season yep and so they those instances of of exertional rhabdomyolysis rhabdo uh, (laughs) is uh they were all having to do with that that initial um that initial period of coming on and the PT associated with it, mm-hmm. um, physical training early on in the season, you know, the, the very obvious, uh, overly simplistic approach would say, Oh yeah, it's people coming in off the couch or it's crews trying to do too much or trying to smash people and show them how tough their crew is with the, you know, I'm not saying that there isn't any truth to any one of those things, but, it's not um it's not that black and white sure there's super fit people that are coming in um and and for whatever reason maybe it's just different uh there's a lot of debate about stress you know how how that affects if you're really worried you're you're new to the crew sure um and you 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 really want to make a good impression just what that what that mental stress does to your physical body mm-hmm. especially when you're you know you're going to go out and exert yourself in impossibly in a way that you you haven't um recently sure and then there's other instances of seasoned folks uh that don't have that stress getting rhabdo but right the majority of those ones this year and again that was only that's four cases but four cases in in four days is, is a big deal and sure. we've had three reported since then um and i guarantee you that's not all the cases of rhabdo right uh, and even though there. we're late in the season here we we could uh we might still expect to see some more cases yeah yep. absolutely yep um, and while we're on that here just for for everyone's knowledge uh you know if you suspect rhabdo there's a couple things that might be telltale signs of rhabdo uh, acute muscle pain you know pain a, a soreness like maybe you've never felt before uh, a fatigue maybe like you've never quite felt before and then the big the big telltale for lots of our folks is um, tea or cola colored urine 
and that's the one that by the time you've progressed to the point where your urine is off-colored, those are muscle proteins that have broken down and are coming out, and uh, that's a big indication. And the thing we've seen over and over again with rhabdo is if you can get it treated early, um, you know, we can have we can have so-called good outcomes or minimize the potential negative there. So if you suspect rhabdo, if you fit with, you know, have two of, two of those three symptoms, and certainly if you have tea-colored urine, um, that's... That's a go time. That's time to go to the emergency room. And uh, we've seen this uh, lesson here a couple of times too, a number of times, not a couple, um, is if you feel like you might have rhabdo, knowing what you know about it, um, don't hesitate to, to say to your clinician, to your practitioner, to the emergency room physician, whomever, that you might, you might you know, be suffering from exertional rhabdomyolysis. So um, rhabdo is a good one, good one to think about. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and that's one of the things that I, I do do want to bring up is that in multiple cases this year, we've seen exactly that is people doing exactly what you described, which is they recognized. Um, and in two cases, they had just ha- just had training right. where they focused on it. They talked about it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it showed up. And so it's like it's like a success, right? You know, it's not a hey, you're doing the wrong thing because you got rhabdo. No, we're saying, man, sweet, you you knew, you you identified it, and you went to the doctor and um, and said, hey, please check for rhabdo. Yep, um, <laughs> which is received uh, different ways. Sure, uh, that's, a, that's a I guess a different topic, but. Um, we got one report. We'll put a link in the description here, a report from um, Southern California, Sequoia National Park. And in that case, um, the, uh, the firefighter who came down with rhabdo uh, was the person who, in fact, taught the rhabdo <laughs> uh, refresher kind of module in yeah. the training. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty remarkable. And he had the wherewithal and, and actually the, the guts to admit to himself and others around him that he, in fact, might, might uh, be suffering from rhabdo. And he checked himself early in early and and uh, is recovering nicely, as we understand. So rhabdo's out there, something to be thinking about. We, we might do more discussions, products about rhabdo in the future because it's something that, uh, that seems to be new. I don't know if it is new or not. It's hard to say, but uh, still something to be thinking about as we, uh, as we have folks out there on the line uh, here late in the 2016 season. So. And, and along with that, even if it's not rhabdo, just that early season PT um, and having your plan kind of dialed mm-hmm. which is hard to do early season mm-hmm. but literally you might be treating somebody somebody might go unconscious and you have no idea mm-hmm. really anything about them mm-hmm. other than whatever information you have collected um, especially you know how we we set our programs up for like hey day one man we're, we're gonna start and day one like like literally might start with a run mm-hmm if somebody goes down on that run on day one, what information do you have mm-hmm. about them? Right. Um, and that was a, a, a startling thing for me, thinking mm-hmm. about some of the things that I've <laughs> I've done in the past and got lucky on. Sure. Um, so, yeah. Um, one of the other things that, that stands out this year, it, it shows up every – it shows up every year, but the numbers seem to go up and down, is just um, – Equipment burning up, mm-hmm. <laughs> not limited to vehicles, but um, we've had multiple instances this year of people parking in the black and they're um, 
portions of their vehicles catching fire tires usually mm-hmm. um and and you know the causes are all over maybe something got lodged in there they just drove through some heat maybe they parked in something that wasn't completely cold mm-hmm. yet you mm-hmm. know i mean we were taught to park in the black right and and um but in my experience i i wasn't it wasn't hammered into me the the risk involved there and how meticulously one should check sure if the cold black is indeed cold right you hear some you hear some people maybe they just had better um experiences or what that they did get that hammered into them mm-hmm. um, but yeah m- multiple instances of vehicles catching fire uh, after having either gone through black or being parked in the black mm-hmm. um, and that's a bad deal you don't want you don't want your your truck to catch fire yeah um so you know one of the lessons generated by the 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 folks that experienced this was they just said hey you know just hand feel or or even spray down your vehicle and the area Mm -hmm. you know i mean if you happen to be an engine that's convenient just spray it down if you're not an engine if you're a crew and you don't have water then you know that's um up to you and i do remember getting out and like hand feeling and checking Mm -hmm. stuff but uh but that's again that that goes against efficiency, right? Exactly. <laughs> Time to get to work here, exactly. right? Exactly. And then it's, then it's not just vehicles. We, we had instances where an entire camp burned up, um, buckets and chainsaws and mm-hmm. that type of stuff, just with uh, fire switching direction. Um, and yeah, the. You know, there's a multitude of lessons there, I guess. But the we continue to be su- surprised by fire, sure. and that's what I always go back to: is mm-hmm. is our operations require predictions. Mm-hmm. We get forecasts, and we have to make predictions. <laughs> uh, some people really feel like there's a uh, there's a big difference between the two. But to take on any sort of operations, you actually have to predict what the fire does is right. going to do. Mm-hmm. And if you leave camp, you know obviously you feel like fire's not going to burn through your camp. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. oh, such a bad deal on the one the mm-hmm. one instance where the fire just happened to find this like like six inch mm-hmm. little little path of some pine needles little right? path of pine needles man just such a <laughs> bad deal and you can imagine it it's like you know how a tree leans over and it's got it's this little tiny tiny tree and it's, it's at an awkward lean and so when it's shedding its needles that's all in this little six inch area mm-hmm. you know what i mean just this um and that just happened to lead right through the the wet meadow or whatever that was uh, <laughs> looked very protected anyway um yeah, those, you might want to check out some of those reports. Um, in terms of how how things break down and on initial attack, extended attack, prescribed fire, all of that, um, we're right on track uh, in terms of the percentages. And in initial attack is almost always in terms of the types of fire. Uh, when I categorize those, IA is always the most common. Um, or the, the largest percentage, mm-hmm. um, and we can speculate all day long about why that is. Right? You know, is there is there more command and control when there's a team there, or is are 
does the tempo change or, mm-hmm. or um but yeah ia is 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 always up there including entrapments there's always there's almost always more entrapments on ia okay yeah than there is otherwise and our prescribed fires um pretty steadily uh, hovers around 10 percent mm-hmm. of all the um incidents and i always you know that being so steady i wonder about is prescribed fire 10 percent of what we do operationally mm-hmm. and i know for some people i mean you'd have to take the whole because right. for a lot of people prescribed fire is 98 percent of what they do sure um, but as a whole if that's the case then what that means to me is fire is fire is fire mm-hmm. sure there's and what i mean by that is the the things we actually do you know running chainsaws driving using drip torches it doesn't matter where you're doing it and what what purpose you're doing it for it all involves risk mm-hmm. and and because I, I tend to somehow i don't know if it was taught to me or i don't know what's your perception is a planned event somehow supposed to be safer well we don't get hazard pay for it so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, that's one measure, I suppose. Maybe not the best, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, You've done a lot more prescribed fire than I have. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, I think that I, I, certainly a good message is to, is to, and we probably, it might be one of those things that we say over and over and over again and kind of loses meaning after time, but fire is fire. If you're fighting it or if you're lighting it, um, it can do things that will surprise you. And uh and uh, and that's a good reminder. Maybe we're getting in a prescribed fire season yeah. for some folks here in the fall, uh, uh, in the West. I know folks who are getting ready to go burn as we speak. Um, fire can surprise you. Uh, and you know, chainsaw fuel still ignites, mm-hmm. and drip torch fuel still ignites if you get it on your chaps or yep. whatever trees. When you're falling trees, the, the, the tree doesn't care if it's. Yeah, prescribed fire. Or, uh, the tree doesn't know. know if you're getting hazard pay or not, right? Yeah, and if you're <laughs> wa- driving a water tender to a prescribed fire, the, the road doesn't care if it's mm-hmm. a prescribed fire or a, you know. Um, but f- all that being said, I still have a different attitude. Sure, right. Um, and yeah, that's that's a problem with me. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm alone. Right? No, you're not. In that. Um, so yeah, that's always a good reminder. Um, and then uh, we had a whole podcast about chainsaw ops, but uh, I guess it is kind of unique that so far this year, um, of the chainsaw ops, as it as as I continue to get data on it, um, I think we're we're split um, a third, a third, a third, pretty much on um, hit by tree is a third, including a fatality. Um, which we didn't have last time we talked, mm-hmm. and um, and then these fuel geysers are a third, and then chainsaw cuts are okay. a third, mm-hmm. um, and usually it's hit by tree is half. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just the reporting or, um, and those chainsaw cuts, uh, three of them are cutting uh, chaps, and one of them is um, got around the chaps. Okay. Yep. <laughs> but it's still. Um, so yeah, and saw ops is always is always up there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are those are kind of the highlights so far. Um, 
PT, heat injuries, some pretty dramatic heat injuries with PT, mm -hmm. going back to that. Um, scouting, scout, there was a year not too long ago where scouting was kind of, was this is weird, like, man, how many, how many instances did we have? Yeah. Where, uh, what people were doing with scouting, and it's not that way this year, but we did have a few few instances some tire failures more more than i mm -hmm. remember mm -hmm. at least three that we know of and then mm -hmm. some other accidents that we don't know yet the reports haven't come out mm -hmm. um and we had a what was the the thing you had about who checks yeah who checks for recalls and not that that was an instance in any of these but mm -hmm. well it, it's it's i think we've got reason to believe that at least one of those tire failures that tire may have been part of a recall and uh if you work for a you know a, a large fire department um if you work for a volunteer department if you're part of a forest service district you know it's a fair question who's who's monitoring you know those systems uh, who who gets the bulletin in the mail when you you know the manufacturer you know sends out a note about uh, a, a tire recall and the bottom line is that stuff's all over the board, um, but uh, something to be, you know, uh, perhaps that's something we should be adding to, to you know, engine or vehicle uh, preventative maintenance checks, morning checks, whatever, uh, on a monthly or bi-monthly basis, you know, check and recalls. Uh, I don't know. And then the other big thing there with tires that I learned something about uh, earlier this season is uh, you can clearly, you can get a clear sense of where your tire was made, how old it is. Um, based on some of the, the stamps on the side of the tire, uh, we'll track down a report, put a link in the description of the podcast for you. You can you can have a look at some of that yourself. We had a at least one case we think of tires failing, older tires, um, maybe on a, on some vehicles that had been mothballed for a little while. Tires looked good, had good tread, and uh, and, and tires do have an expiration date. I think the, the Plus or minus, tire manufacturers say that uh, once your tire is six years old, you should be thinking about replacing it, which is tough. On some of our equipment that may only get, you know, 100 or 200 miles a year on it, some of our big pieces of equipment, uh, tires might look good, but they might be kind of expiring um, as they sit. So a um, bunch of good stuff with tires this year for sure. Well, thanks for the good lessons and the data and the trends and the good discussion, Travis. There'll be uh, some links uh, to some reports that we just referenced in the description of this podcast. One to a case of Rabdo, one uh, referencing a, we talked about an engine that received some burn damage. Uh, the crazy story of the fire camp that burned up <clears throat> uh, earlier this season. Uh, one really good report associated with a chainsaw cut, um, chaps, chainsaw cuts, medical response, some great lessons in there. And then... Uh, the crew carrier tire failure RLS, uh, which we just talked about, uh, some older tires, and that RLS has got some really good stuff. Uh, things I never knew about how to uh, age, uh, get the, some some interesting information about your tires, not the least of which is the age of your tires. So um, that about wraps it up for this podcast. Um, we're still new at this podcasting game, so if you've got a comment uh, on it, if you like it, if it's too short, too long, let us know. Tell us what you think in the comments below. Uh, please share this podcast around with folks in your department, folks uh, on your crew, on your module. Heck, send it to your mom and dad. Maybe it'll shed some light for them on what it is you do out in the woods. 
Also, remember, check us out at wildfirelessons.net to see some of the reports, some additional reports that uh, we just talked about today. Check out the Incident Review Database. I'll put a link for that uh, in the description of the podcast as well. When you're in the uh, IRDB, you can search for incidents by state, date, incident type. You can do a keyword search. Uh, We're constantly working to make that IRDB as good as it can be. Uh, And if there's something you're looking for and you're not finding, let us know. Uh, Send us an email. Uh, You can find our email addresses and phone numbers on the wildfirelessons.net homepage. Up in the upper right-hand corner, there's a button that says Contact Us. So uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, Just do a search for Wildland Fire Lessons Learn Center and any of those platforms. And, uh, again, if you've got something you want us to chat about, comment, feedback, please leave it in the comment field below um, or send us a note um, in any of those platforms I just mentioned. Thanks very much for your time. We'll catch you next time. Thanks.